Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. Regular listeners to the Electronic Cottage, and indeed, pretty much anyone who reads a newspaper or news site on the web, has probably heard that Congress has narrowly passed the motion of, quote, congressional disapproval, end quote, rescinding an FCC rule which would have recently gone into effect to protect consumers from allowing Internet service providers, or ISPs, from selling information about our activities and behavior on the web to whoever they wanted. As a result of that congressional action, signed by the White House's current occupant, Internet service providers are currently regulated by no federal agency. They essentially have carte blanche to do what they want with your personal web browsing history and other personal information. On past programs, we've gone into more detail on what this congressional action means. If you're interested in more background, you can go to www.weru.org and click on the Public Affairs Audio Archives link and then on Notes from the Electronic Cottage. Today, though, our focus is on what can be done about this situation in the absence of federal action. Recently, a congressman, who apparently doesn't have much contact with the modern world, said that nobody has to use the Internet. It's a choice that people make. So what's the big fuss all about? We can only hope that his constituents consider that rather uninformed opinion next time he runs. In the real world of the 21st century, in a developed country such as the U.S., and in most less developed countries as well, use of the Internet is essential for many aspects of everyday life. Some states, including California, Minnesota, and Illinois, recognizing this fact, have already introduced legislation, though none has become laws yet, that would regulate what ISPs can do with our personal information. So perhaps at least some states will step in to fill the void that's been left by this recent congressional action on the federal level. Right now, though, the only real action possible is personal action. So let's look at what an individual can do to protect their personal information from ISP use without their permission. There are basically three levels on which an individual can act. First, the easiest thing to do is only use websites whose addresses begin with HTTPS. The S stands for secure. Your ISP will know that you went to a particular web domain, but won't be able to tell what pages you looked at there or what you did there. That's a small start for privacy. On the next level, we can take ISPs at their word and opt out of having our personal information tracked or sold by ISPs. The ISPs will still collect it, but, if we can believe them, will not sell that information. One of the arguments that the CTIA and other industry trade groups made in support of this rule reversal in Congress is that most major ISPs have already committed themselves voluntarily to a set of privacy principles. In theory, this means that your Internet service provider will provide a way for users to opt out of most tracking. So one thing we can do to try to preserve our privacy online is to find out from our Internet service provider how to opt out of being tracked and our information being sold. 
Go to the ISP's website or call them up and find out how to opt out of that kind of use of our personal information without our permission. And do your best to let them know that you are opting out and why. The third level is not quite as easy, but it could be the most worthwhile step that an individual can take to preserve personal privacy on the web. Instead of simply signing on to the web through an ISP, signing on through a VPN, a virtual private network, improves personal privacy significantly. Essentially, a virtual private network, in the words of security expert Brian Krebs, quote, creates an encrypted tunnel between your computer and the VPN provider, effectively blocking your ISP or anyone else on the network aside from you and the VPN provider, from being able to tell which sites you're visiting or viewing the content of your communication. A VPN service allows a customer in, say, New York City, to tunnel his traffic through one of several servers around the world, making it appear to any websites that his connection is coming from those servers and not from his ISP in New York. End quote. Popular media have been advocating VPNs as a magic solution to protect our personal information in the wake of federal inaction to regulate ISPs. A careful listener, however, may notice that a VPN provider could, in theory, simply take on the role of an ISP, since the VPN provider has access to all the same information about where we go and what we do on the web as an ISP has. So, are we simply replacing the devil we know with a devil we don't know? That is a fair question, and the answer is not an easy one. We'll try to reflect on how to think about selecting a VPN provider that will actually help to protect our actions on the web in a future program. For now, only use websites whose address begins with HTTPS and Find out how to opt out of having your personal information tracked and sold from your ISP, and then do it. Oh, and there is a fourth action that's also available to individuals. Let your congresspeople know what you think about their actions rescinding those FCC privacy rules. And don't accept the assertion that at least one main congressperson is offering that the Federal Trade Commission will protect our information now that the FCC can't. That is simply false, and actually against existing law. Once again, we find law and technology closely intertwined, and we'll do our best to try to unravel them right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage. (music) 